In no way is the information provided in this podcast meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment. If you require psychological services, it is your responsibility to seek out the attention of a mental health professional. 24-7, The Working Parent Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Psychology Foundation of Canada in partnership with Workplace Strategies for Mental Health, an initiative of the Great West Life Centre for Mental Health in the Workplace. We recently conducted a survey with working parents with the goal of better understanding their everyday challenges in order to help find ways to support them as they juggle parenting and work life. The results from this survey, along with an outpouring of questions sent to us by parents in the workforce across Canada, will shape the discussion of this podcast. Hi, I'm Kyle Naranya and a dad of a one-year-old as well as a working parent, and I'm happy to be the host of 24-7 The Working Parent Podcast, which was created to provide tips and strategies to address the challenges of working parents from all across Canada. Welcome to our listeners and our psychologists. Today I am joined by... Hi, my name is Dr. Rebecca Pillay Riddell. I'm a York University scientist who specializes in early child development and a clinical and health psychologist registered to treat adults and children. I am also a wrangler of two spirited daughters who are aged 9 and 11 years old. Hello, I'm Dr. Esther Cole. I am currently in private practice and I work with children, adolescents, and families. And previously, I supervised many teams of psychologists in education. I am an author of numerous publications, all related to education and parenting and how to help children and adolescents. And most importantly, I'm also a mother of two adult children and am privileged to have four ambunctious grandsons. Welcome and thank you again for joining us. We've received a lot of questions from parents, so let's get right into it. Our first question comes from Shelley in Ontario. My girlfriends keep telling me I need to take some time to myself as I work full-time and am a mother of three children. I went on a spa weekend two years ago and couldn't enjoy myself as I felt my any spare time I had should be spent with my children since my job takes so much time away from them. How do I turn this off and feel okay with doing something for myself when I really need a second to recharge? Dr. Cole, how would you address this? First, to acknowledge how important a question it is and how many people you represent in your question. It seems as if you have a lot on your plate. One of the things that I would suggest is for us to remember that going away uh, to any holiday, which is supposed to allow us to relax, is actually like running a marathon, going on a roller coaster, enjoying the ride, coming down and running again even faster. So the question is, how can you budget time for yourself in incremental small units that allows you to have time for yourself, but does not make you feel on top of it guilty? Do you think that it would come down to using, like you said, not a large amount of time, but even small pieces of time, like whether that is going for a 15 minute walk would be easier as opposed to looking for, like she said, she took a whole weekend. Do you think that added to the guilt? Well, I think in some way, it's not as if we should not take time away, but just to be mindful that if you think that this is going to distress us, but we are working and increase our stress before we go, feel guilty while we are there, 
come down from the roller coaster of being away and become even guiltier and work even harder to compensate for the fact that we were away, you're absolutely right. If we budget things that work for us, it might not work for somebody else, but it works for us. I can take 15 minutes for a walk, somebody else can afford themselves to take half an hour. I might go to the park with my kids and while they are playing, I might just sit and enjoy looking at them or chatting with somebody. Those things are just as meaningful. So there's no one size fits all and one activity will basically make sure that I'm not stressed, not guilty and do the right thing for myself. So finding the little amounts of time or what works best for you may vary. Dr. Pillay Riddell, how would you address Shelley's question? Absolutely. Like I, again, I want to say that different different strokes for different folks. You know what works best. Um, I think with the guilt, one thing we have to remember as parents is that um, what is the best way in the most of, that we can be a parent? And the best way we can be a parent is if we take care of ourselves. So when you feel guilty. One of the things to think about when you take time out of your day to recharge is that you're going to be a more refreshed parent, you're going to be a more patient parent. And so you can really try to address that guilt by saying, actually, by doing what I'm doing, I'm going to be a better parent. So there's a balance to be looking for in such a thing in, I need this time to effectively improve the care for both of us. How do you manage that? Well, I think there are two things. There's the, the time commitment, and, and I mm -hmm. think that it is good to get a break. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so 15 minutes is often sometimes all we can afford, and sometimes it may feel like we can't afford it. But I often, with my, my children, sometimes I think when it's at the end of the day and I'm really tired, I take a time out. I say, mommy's going in time out when I lose my, my temper. And it's part of that is just taking a moment, getting a glass of water, going to the bathroom, and get, kind of getting control of the situation so that, again, I can bring that those little moments of self-care where I can bring my emotions down a bit makes me a better parent so I think that there are different you know different ways that we can do this but we can do it by little chunks every day but also getting away um, for longer periods of time enjoying and remembering that in addition to being a mother you're a friend you're a spouse you know those, those sorts of things so yeah our the strategies are going to work depending on your situation and the age of your children as well Absolutely, and I think that the idea of worry is natural. I think it's an evolutionary um, kind of process that we worry when we're not in, our children are not in our care. We have to be careful not to let our, our worry constantly rule what we're doing. And so, for example, if we're, we're taking a, a day away and we know that our children are with our, with our parents or, and they raised us okay and we got here alive, that idea of kind of, they may not parent, other people may not parent exactly like you would, but at the end of the day, spending your time away feeling guilty actually negates the process. Our next question comes from Jamie in New Brunswick. I always feel my best when I am regularly working out. It helps with my stress levels and overall mental health. Lately, between work and making time for my children, I haven't been able to work out as much as I like to. How do I reintroduce this into my schedule? Okay. So this is something I absolutely struggle with myself. So I'm sharing tips that have been shared with me and things that have worked with me with a, you know, a very busy schedule and two kids of my own. Uh, one of the things I think is that we, we all know we have to exercise, but 
that's not good enough. <laughs> you know, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? And so I think one of the things that I found very helpful is trying to incorporate little bits of exercise in my everyday. So things that were, um, examples that were given to me is parking my car further from work, walking to the subway, taking the stair, uh, stairs up to my office, um, things like that where you're naturally actually inserting little bits of time of, of exercise and activity. If you have a desk job or a job where you're standing still, movement, introducing movements uh, with your legs or your arms into that. Um, another thing to remember is that housework burns calories. And so one of the, that for me is something where it's a twofer. I get my house back in control and I do actually spend time cleaning my house and trying to do tasks that really work, give me a bit of a cardio, like doing floors, for example, dusting, reaching. And then the other thing is not to think of them as mutually exclusive categories. So you're talking about, well, I don't have time for kids, I don't have time for work. What about, we've talked about involving work and exercise, involving your kids in the exercise. So going for a walk with them. Uh, we have a video game that we can dance together and play the video game together. Yeah. So trying to introduce physical activity that your children can come in. So it's not only, again, it's that idea of bang for your buck. Not only are you just, you're getting exercise, you're spending quality time with your kids. Well, and wouldn't that help manage your own self-care? Like we have previously discussed, taking care of yourself is as important as taking care of your children. One thing that I can suggest is doing the motions that my daughter was doing as a six-month infant called, it's normally referred to as baby yoga. That in itself is its own workout. Do you have any other suggestions, Dr. Cole? Yes, uh, I uh, obviously uh, agree and nodded throughout. I think that uh, New Year resolutions, that I, I must go to the gym every day and then I really become stressed because I don't live up to my resolutions. So it's the small deeds that count, but they have another benefit. They are modeling for our children and for our spouse and for our extended family that I am a somebody who takes care of themselves. So I think it is the small steps. If you are inclined to have a Fitbit, it reminds you that you sat too long and maybe even going up and down in the corridor of your workplace or your house is going to be helpful. Um, your children see you as somebody who's not only directing traffic and telling them what to do, but that you are doing together things that work for you. The other thing I would suggest is that you be mindful of what you continue, what you consider to be exercise and going through activities because sometimes we underestimate what it means we associate the gym for example if you are the kind of person who goes to the gym or you're a runner with a quantity of time that means i did my workout but if in fact you understand that a workout can vary in length Research shows us that it's much better for you to do it several times a day in very small units than to do a big chunk of time that you can't afford, feel bad about it, and then sit for the rest of the day. So we have to walk our talk. What we tell others to do is what we have to remind ourselves, even as mental health professionals. Thank you for tuning in. For more information and tips, go to www.psychologyfoundation.org or www.workplacestrategiesformentalhealth.com and tune in next time to hear more helpful advice from our psychologists. 24-7, the Working Parent Podcast.